Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hey, Graffiti Talk Radio. What's going on? This your boy Fresh, along with my partner in crime, Bummer Club. Bummer Club, where you at? What's up? What's up? Yeah, man. Uh, as we got us a... Uh, a special guest on the day. <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, we had conducted a good interview with one of the uh, the original Ghetto Boys, Jukebox. Now we're fortunate to have another interview with another member of that original lineup, and that's Raheem. Not only is the the member of the first lineup, but he was also the first member to actually do a solo album and the first member to land a major deal. And this is his first interview since he stepped away from the spotlight. So, uh, with that being said, Raheem, we're glad to have you. Oh, man, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, so, uh, first of all, uh, you originally grew up in, in New Jersey? Absolutely, yeah, Trenton, New Jersey. Okay, so uh, what, was, what was the music scene like, though? Uh, to be honest with you, when I was in Trenton, New Jersey, hip-hop was just getting, kind of getting off the ground, so... Um, right. It it was still new. It wasn't it wasn't recognized as an art form yet. It was just something the cash was doing on the streets, you know what I mean? And um you know, it was it was it was up and coming. Right. So mm-hmm. uh around that time <laughs> Prince John the C and DJ Ready Red was is from the same area. Did you already know them? No, actually I didn't know them when I was in Jersey. I met them um, later on down the line in Houston. And I don't think they really believed I was from New Jersey because I had been in Houston so long. You know what I mean? So I, I think they thought I was <laughs> when I told them, right. Yo, I'm from Trenton. It was like, yeah, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so what, what had made you come to the decision to move to Houston? Well, I moved, I came to Houston when I was like around 11. And actually, when I was like nine, and I moved back to Jersey for a little while to live with my grandmother, and um, you know, she got she got ill, so I ended up having to move back. And when I moved back, you know, I stayed for the majority of my my teenage years. Okay, okay, yeah. So uh, finally, when you moved into to Houston, that's when uh, when when did you first get on the music scene in Houston? When did when did it all begin for you? Uh, it began as soon as I started um started school, man. As soon as I uh, got involved with uh uh, uh the breakdancing and, and things of that nature, you know, it was like I couldn't, I wasn't a real good dancer, so I would lose right. the, the breakdancing contest. You know what I'm saying? Get the <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I used to watch Beach Street all the time. I mean, I watched that movie religiously, and that's really what what got me. Uh, focused on getting my rhymes together and everything, and you know that that that's that's how I kind of started. Uh, you know, MCing at the schools and everything. There was a few cats that was doing it also. Um, you know, I, I started linking up with brothers. You know, Duke Boxy and one of them, 
And uh, that's how that's how the hip hop you know community kind of got started, and that was like around nineteen eighty five, uh, eighty right. late before eighty five, somewhere up in there. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so uh, what was you part of the uh, the battle rap frenzy? Oh man, please! <laughs> I was telling us about some of those battles, man. Which ones you remember? What what you remember the most? <laughs> I remember all of them, every last one of them, because every one of them, you know, made me the MC that I became. Um, so, you know, your K. Reno's, your OG Styles, your Billy D's, your your World Flushes, your B2 Omega, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you name it. You, you name it. You name a decent MC out of Houston, and nine times out of ten, you got a right-hand story, because uh, I had no problem seeking that, seeking them out. And vice versa, you know what I mean? Right. Yo, what's good, man? Be like, all right, come on, let's do this. So, you know, that's that's kind of what made, you know, the hip-hop community what it was back then, you know, the fact that dudes was, was so adamant about keeping that crown or, or earning that crown that they didn't have no problem with, with, with putting it out there on the line. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, and another, uh, because I, I, I down both of your uh your albums there and what I had noticed a lot of your songs had a, a reggae vibe to them and the Invincible mm-hmm. album cover had an illustration of your face with the uh the Jamaican colors. So did you have some type of a heavy influence with reggae? Um, to be honest with you in the beginning, you know, I used to bump reggae all the time. You know, that was just something we did coming from Jersey and uh, you know, being in Houston, you know, there's a lot of Jamaican people in Houston. So, you know what I mean? You, you run into Jamaican cats, and, you know, you get case from or whatever. I, I jammed it, and, you know, I wanted to do, I, I, I like the style so much that, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to incorporate that in my rap style. So exactly. um, if you notice <clears throat> on the second album, I'm leaning more towards the uh, the, the, the dancehall style because, okay, I had come in contact with a dude named Melo. That's the voice that you hear on Underground Juggler. His, right. um, his name was the original Mellow. Him and Big Mellow used to clash all the time because of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. They used to get into it all the time because of that, man. Because uh, he would be like, yo, man, I'm the original Mellow. He's like, nah, man, I'm the original <laughs> Big Mellow. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, yo, man, come on. What's time, man? It was all love in the end. But anyway, right. he called- he kind of influenced me on, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, he helped me with my words and everything. As a matter of fact, I got a song called Bumble Clock, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, like, hey. he put me on in that direction, and, and, you know, it just worked that way on the second album. Okay. That's what's up. All right, so, um, so around that time, uh, you and uh, Jukebox, originally, y'all had teamed up first. With the with the hip as the hip hop vigilantes, yeah. So uh, so, uh, where from from your point of view, uh, did did y'all have any songs recorded? And when did uh, K Nine come into the picture? Okay. Um, initially, initially we were actually the Hard Rock Edition. Um, me, Jukebox. Uh, we incorporated a dude by the name of Rappin' Lee, and it was a female by the name of Lady C. Uh, we were a four-person group. But when we when we moved, when we moved to Fifth Ward, that's when you know uh, 
I guess Lee, he had things he had to do. Uh, Lady C, she actually was more, she was in New York and linked up with uh, Rage, the Lady of Rage. And they oh, had, wow. yeah, yeah, they had become a group for a little while, but, um, you know, that fell through for her. Whatever the case was, you know, it was just me and Box. So we changed the name to Hip Hop Vigilante. And when Jay decided, uh, you know, he wanted to go ahead and do the rap thing, he wanted to go ahead and invest his money in the group, and they wanted to uh, name the group, K-9 decided that he wanted to name the group Ghetto Boys. Now, the way I remember it, you know what I'm saying, was that we was all sitting at the round table in the kitchen, and K-9, K-9 was the type of dude like this. Sometimes K-9 could be like, I mean, on point, you know what I'm saying? I mean, no, no flaws, just, just you know, excellent on, on top of his game. Um, and there was other days that K-9 just didn't give a fuck about it. He'd be like, yo, man, fuck this shit, man. I don't feel I ain't feel like this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, nah, what the, what's the problem? Well, anyway, this particular day, now I was on his fucking type shit. You know what I'm saying? So he was bullshitting. He was bullshitting. He didn't think Jay was going to take him serious. He was like, man, fuck it, man. Let's call the motherfucker rap a lot. So he just threw that shit out there. I'm like, oh. nigga. Out of here with oh, that shit, man. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, gonna uh, around with me and be like, yeah, nah, you want some dumb shit? He was like, huh, rap a lot, okay. <laughs> so he was like, well, we gonna name the group. Now we already had the name for the group. We was already hip hop vigilantes. I'm like, they don't fuck right. with that. You know what I'm saying? That's us. He was like, uh, nine again. And that bullshit. He in the kitchen, like you know, laughing and joking and, and fucking around and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that was him. That was his personality sometimes. He said, man, fuck it, man. Let's call the motherfucker Ghetto Boys, man. No. I'm like, oh, man, look, you got the Fat Boys, Sony Boys, Beastie Boys, all these different boys, man. Fuck all that. Now, yo, man, Jay was like, huh, Ghetto Boys. I'm like, you know something, man? I'm out this bitch, man. You know what I'm saying? Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? Like, yo, know, something's great. And see, that, that another thing, you know, and I, I never even got an opportunity to tell Box this, you know. Uh, that was that was the reason that, you know, I, I was so adamant about going solo. It was like this dude was stepping on my toes every, every, every opportunity he got when it came to the creative process. Now, let me tell you something about Car Freak. Car Freak was a setup, and I'm going to tell you why it was a setup. You know what I mean? Um when Jukebox, um, okay, the day we were supposed to record, um, uh, I was supposed to record a solo album, rather, and uh, Jukebox and I was supposed to do Carfrey. I had already left the group. I wasn't a ghetto boy at all. I had already told him, man, look, this dude, he, he fucking with my flow, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do my own thing. So I recorded hey. a song called It's My Record on that particular day. <coughs> and then jukebox for some reason you know i'm calling him like yo box today is the day we finally gonna get our voice on wax i mean bro we had walked long country ass miles we had been through telling high water to get to this day i'm paging box and paging box and paging box and for some reason he, he ain't get back at me and i'm like oh man what the hell man so jay was like well look you know we got the studio time book he you know you know uh you know Box's part. Go ahead and spit Box's part. I'm like, oh, shit. So, you know what I mean? I go in there and I spit Box's part. First of all, that's, that's as an MC, that's really like a no-no right there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that man's joint. 
Well, anyway, I go in there and I spit his parts because, you know, hell, that was Jay and, you know, that was the infamous day that, you know, we finally going to record something. Well, we do the parts that, that uh, Box and Nine had written. Now, all that shit about Columbus and all that freestyle shit that you had toward the middle and shit, that yeah. was now jumping out the fucking, jumping out the box on me. I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Now, where you get that shit from? I ain't, I ain't never heard y'all niggas block that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm in the booth now. I'm in the booth, and I'm listening to him. I'm rocking it. So they're like, all right, he ain't, let me hear what you got. Wait, wait a fucking minute, man. I ain't coming here to do no motherfucking car freak song. You know what I'm saying? So I've been put on the spot. You know what I mean? So yeah. fortunately, I had a verse called um, It's My Mercedes. And that's the verse. That's the verse that I eased up in that motherfucker because, I mean, I'm <laughs> for that bitch. I'm like, this motherfucker said Columbus had a, took a freak with him on his trip. He couldn't take the pressure, so he jumped ship. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that, man? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I for all that shit. <laughs> this dude is going to fuck off, man. <laughs> so, anyway, after, after, after it was recorded, Jay was bumping it, and he was letting people hear it. And, you know, people were saying, well, yeah, man, it sound cool. It sound cool. Until it came out. Then when it came out, you know, here come the haters. Man, that shit whack. That shit trash, you know, so on and so forth. But um, immediately after that, you know, we started working on uh, making trouble. And once again, you know, the creative process. Uh, every time yeah. I give an interview, I try to tell, you know, people that, look, Box and Johnny C didn't rap like that. Me and, and Box didn't rap like that. That was what Jay wanted us to write. That was the shit that Jay wanted us to do, and I hated it. I hated it because, you know, first of all, as an MC, I feel as if, though, you know, I need time for for the listener to really get involved in what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You, I, I can't do that with one line. You having me do one line, and then he come in on, on the next line, and then I come in on the next line. It was like, nah, man, this shit ain't how we rock, Box. But, you right. know, yeah. Box was a lot more business-minded than me. You know, he saw, he saw things uh, a lot differently than I did. You know what I'm saying? So... He yeah. said, man, fuck it, man, I'm going to ride with it, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, right now ain't nobody else putting putting no real time and effort into the game. So, you know, I respected right. his decision for why he stayed and, and he dealt with it as long as he did. But I listened to his interview, and I just want to say that uh, when, he, when he said that his reason for leaving the group ultimately was because they wanted Willie D to write for box, let me tell you something, man. You know, I I, I rap with that man, man. I wrote with that man. I know that I knew that man's style inside out. You know what I'm saying? And right. But for Jay to have for anybody to have said that anybody needed to write for him, man, that was the ultimate form of disrespect. The ultimate yeah. form of disrespect to him, man. So you know, yeah. I never knew that. I never heard that until I listened to the interview. Yeah. And I was like, oh hell no, nah. that ain't no disrespect to Willie D and what he may have did for choice. You know what I'm saying? He wrote for Choice. He wrote for Bill. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. a writer. Bill wasn't right. a writer. But you don't right. you fuck with a genuine MC like that. And, you know, for real, for real, uh, if you put Box against Willie D back then, I'm not so sure Box wouldn't have ripped his ass up. You know what I'm saying? So how yeah. the hell is, is he writing, you know what I'm saying, for, for um, how in the hell is Willie D writing for, for Box? I, I just couldn't see that. First of all, the styles ain't ain't similar at all. You know, Willie D is a is a punchline rapper, a, 
a rank yeah. rapper. He's a, a he's a rapper. He's not an MC. Willie D is not True. an MC, and there's no disrespect to him. Now that's my partner too. But right. there's just a different class of of of, of, of rappers. If see, Jay didn't understand that. Jay just felt as if though because your words rhyme. Fuck it, you know what I mean? You you good. You're a rapper. Exactly. Exactly. It's not as if though, you know, uh, any any anything that he, he heard that works for him, you know, should work for everybody. I'm gonna tell you something he tried to do to me or tried to get me to do. He comes in one day, I have I got like two albums that never been released. Jay comes in one day, I'm I'm almost finishing up with one of my albums that I did with Pee Wee at Jungle Style Studios. He comes in with Dana Dane. And he's bumping this kid named uh, Domino. It's the ghetto jam about to oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, he, he vibing to that shit right there. And he like, you know something, he and you need to do more shit like this, man. Jay, what the fuck I look like doing some shit like that? You know what I'm saying? How the fuck I get down, man? So, you know, again, I knew that, you know, Jay had no clue as to, um, you know, what he had in terms of his artists. So in time, you know, it's just like, look, man, brother just had to had to put distance on him. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I respect everything that Jake did for us as young bucks, and hopefully right. he respects everything that we did as far as you know the inspiration and 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 what we put into into uh, making rap a lot what it is today. Because like Box said, if me, if me and Box didn't show up to Fifth Ward, there wouldn't be no rap a lot, man. Jay wasn't going to invest in in nine. Nine was just too. He, he wasn't he wasn't consistent enough, you know what I'm saying? Like he would miss practice and shit like that. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't show up at times. So the fact that me and Box was so hungry about it, one of the things he used to say he was like, "Yo, man, why the fuck won't you dudes go to school and just all this fucking time? You know what I mean? Writing these fucking rats. So you right. know he he saw something in there. He knew that you know this is what we wanted, and you know he found a way to capitalize off it. Right, right. <clears throat> so um. Uh, during that time, you know, people was comparing you to LL Cool J. So, how you felt about that? Was it was it a a, a rivalry with that, or was it just on wax? I was pissed off about it. I was pissed off about yo, it. Hey, hey, yo, hold on a minute. Hold on, I gotta say something real quick, man. Real quick, real quick. Yo, yeah. I'm not being biased and nothing like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's my man and everything. But yo, right. I never, I never, I never. Okay. I, ne- I never, I never heard this. I couldn't, I couldn't hear the similarities, man, because I used to hear that shit all the time, man. Like heads used to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying, yo, rap sound like. I'm like, I, 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 yo, I couldn't hear it. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, okay, now you gotta understand something too. <laughs> Around '86, '87, especially '87, man, when L came out, man, with I'm back. Right. That was like the, that was like the breakthrough album, man. Okay, radio was dope. That was groundbreaking, man. But bad took him over. A different level, man. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so I could imagine, man, you know what I'm saying, man, that his vocal style, his writing style, man, was real inspirational, man, to a lot of young MCs. You know what I'm saying, man? But I didn't hear that shit. I didn't, I, I, I didn't hear the voice. I didn't, I didn't hear that shit, man. Like, I'm like, yo, how the hell he sound like, sound like, like you sound like LL, LL, you know what I'm saying? I'm bad. You know what I'm saying? The great determinator is, I ain't sound like that, man. So I ain't never understood that part right there, man. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was frustrating, but yeah, I used to hear it too, you know what I mean? But you gotta realize there wasn't a lot of solo artists out there just really making a whole lot of noise. Um, so, you know, the fact that I was coming out solo and what have you, you know, it, it, it was kinda natural 
for people to kind of, you know, make that comparison or what have you. But let me tell you where the, where the rivalry came from. The rivalry came when I was with the Ghetto Boys before we ever put an album out. LL came to a place called Del Mar Stadium. It was him and uh, Public Enemy. Public Enemy had me come out. And um, me and Box, that was going to be our first opportunity to perform for a, for a crowd that big. Because it had to be every bit of about 10,000 people out there. You know, of course they come to see L, but, you know, the fact that we was going to be up on stage rocking, it was like that. That was that was it for us. So, yo, we finally arrived. You know what I'm saying? They finally going to get to hear what we got to say. So right. Public Enemy rocked. LL didn't even perform. He was just there. It was like a little promotional deal for him. But Public Enemy, they rocked their shit. And, uh, you know, they, they allowed Public Enemy to do their thing. So it was our turn to get up there. It was like, shit, come on, box. I mean, we soup, we hype. You know what I'm saying? Ghetto boys in the building. And if you ever hear box say ghetto boys, man, that dude, that dude can fucking shake the ground when he say that shit. Ghetto boys, ghetto <laughs> boys. Hey, we want to do this damn thing, man. So we started rocking this shit, and as soon as we start, I'm talking about no more than 30 seconds into us rocking, here come this dude, L. He walks out into the crowd distracting them from hearing anything we got to say because, you know, they, now they focused on him and he throwing flyers out. And he, it's like, ain't this a bitch? Yeah, so, you know, man. We, they, they ain't paying us no fucking attention no more. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's screaming for L. Come here, L. Please, L. 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 Fuck L. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Me and Box, we here. We pissed. I don't know how he didn't tell this story. Um, L, he go back to the to the um, limousine and shit. So we run up on the limousine. We like get your bitch ass up out of there, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got fucking mad, man. It was like all our hearts and, and hopes and dreams and shit had been shattered in that that one fucking moment, man. Well, anyway, wow. we get back in the we get back in the car and shit, right? And here comes Jay. He grinning and cheesing. You know, he he putting, putting numbers and shit in his pocket. And he Hey, man, what's up now? Okay, come on, we're going to go. So he looks in the back seat, because like, we in the back seat. He looks in the back seat, he's like, what's wrong with y'all? It's like, Jay, did you see that shit, man? Did you see that shit? He's going off on me. What the fuck just happened, man? Jay was like, well, man, shit, that means y'all boys need to put something out, man. Y'all need to get y'all here out there. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, it was an eye opener for him. He was like, "Holy shit, these motherfuckers are serious about this shit." And, well, and right. I promise you, it wasn't no more than two weeks later. It came for free because I mean, you know, like I said, man, you know, he he felt like it was a good day because he had made some connections. It was a fucked up day for us because this nigga just dissed us. And, and like right. I said, I used to, I used to bump out. You know what I'm saying? But shit, from that day forward, I was like, every, damn it, every record I did where a motherfucker got dissed, I had to include L in that bitch. Like, nah, yeah. I gotta get this motherfucker. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, oh, boy. So, oh. <laughs> so, uh, the the deal with uh with A and M had surrounded around surround centered around you and three three other acts at that time. So how how, how even though the A and M deal 
what was about you. How, how did he feel about being the spotlighted artist at the time, man? How did the deal come about? Well, in actuality, the way it went down, and I, I don't know, Box, Box kind of got some misinformation from some people. Um, in actuality, they were shopping the Ghetto Boys first. Everybody knew that the Ghetto Boys were supposed to come out first. They were always supposed to be the first group to come out. But when they went to A&M, A&M had no clue about what the hell rap was. Um, so when they heard the Ghetto Boy album, they were like, well, this is a little too rough. Um, because, I mean, their lineup was strictly R&B. R&B, that was it. They didn't know They didn't know the difference between the 808 and uh, nothing else, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, hip-hop beats and shit. They were like, man, well, what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? But we want to try this thing out. So when they said that, you know, the Ghetto Boys were too rough, Cliff just happened to have my album with him, and he said, well, we got this other guy, you know what I'm saying, and that he's not as, as rough as, as the Ghetto Boys are. So they listened to it, and they decided, well, okay, yeah, we'll ride with him. Well, as, as, as much as, as it seemed like a good thing, and I guess it was a good thing because it kind of it gave Jay his start in terms of, uh, you know, being the first independent to land a major deal and me being the first artist to kind of uh, uh, get a video out of Houston, do a movie soundtrack. You know, it was good as far as that. But you got to realize the tour that I went on, uh, my first promotional tour, you know, here it is. I got big, you know, big fat dookie chains on and, you know what I'm saying, red hat turn backwards and shit like that. And, you know, my lineup was with people like Vesta Williams, Jeffrey <laughs> uh Janet Jackson. It's like, you know, these motherfuckers coming out here, you know what I'm saying, I'm going behind motherfuckers that can just, can you woo, 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 the motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? They don't want to hear them niggas trying to make the dance floor rock. It's going woo, 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 and shit. So, <laughs> I'm just with a real fucked up lineup. Um, <laughs> every now and then I would get a break. And and they would set some shit up like when I was um, on the Brea. Another thing was they actually took Janet Jackson's big ass poster off the front of A and M and put my shit up there. I was like, holy shit, my man! <laughs> That's dope. man, and he was like, yo, bro, I'm over here on the Brea. I see your shit biggest fucking day on A and M. He like, yo, you got a deal on that? I'm like, yeah, man, you know, set up after the deal and everything. He was like, fuck, man, that shit is cool, like. That motherfucker yeah. big in which it was. That was a big ass fucking poster of a brother. So I'm like, wow, you know, they really must be playing on door Well, as time went on, what happened was, you know, DJ Richie Rich ended up being my DJ. My original DJ was a a, a dude named Dre, uh, DJ Venom. You know what I'm saying? And one one thing about Venom was he just wasn't he, he wasn't on point as far as his timing. You know what I mean? He was late all the time for everything. But, you know, that was still my boy, and I tried to keep him as long as I could, but, you know, he, he messed up a couple times, and, you know, it was like, look, we got to find another DJ. So we get Richie Rich to uh, DJ for me for a minute and everything, and, uh, you know, that fell through and what have you. Um, hey, yo, you know, know who Richie Rich is? Richie Rich, you're saying Richie Rich ended up being, man, uh, third base DJ. Before, was saying, before he was third base DJ, the white boys, before he was day DJ, you know what I'm saying, man? We had linked up with him, man, through uh, Clark Kent and Dana Dane. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, uh, and, they right. sent, and they sent Richie Rich, man, out here to Houston, you know what I'm saying, man, to come rock with us. You that's know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So, um, the the Vangelata album that was already done. That that was the album that Carl Stevenson had that he gave to A and L. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, Cliff Cliff Blodgett. Uh, Close. Yeah. That's my man, Cliff Blodgett. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, uh, one of the, one of the because I, I got the album in my hand right now and uh, one wow. of the things that I found. Yeah, one of the things that I found interesting was uh, the 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 liner notes, you know, with uh, all of the instruments that y'all had used, you know, the Roland MC500 sequencer, the uh, the synthesizer, the Roland TR808, 909, 505, and the 626 drum machines. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the 808s, it surprised me because uh, a lot of people thinking, well, People with general knowledge thinking that the the eight oh eight is something that was new, but a lot of people, you know, that with with the hardcore knowledge know that that was something that that was back in the eighties, you know. But mm-hmm. I yeah, think that it was pretty cool that you was using all these uh sequences and the mixes. You was naming everything that was used to put the album together. And another thing that I had noticed was uh, when you had to make a deal about the colors, because it said Raheem's beret is red and his shirt has some blue. However, this has no symbolic meaning. Raheem and his crew are not members of any street gang nor condone street gangs or gang activities. It is wow. unfortunate that the situation is serious enough to necessitate this statement, so chill out, please. So, uh, what, what was going on at that time that it made it so necessary for you to put it on the back of that album cover? It was real in the field, bro. Um, we I mean, yeah, yeah. We in California, and we would go out there, and of course, my red beret, that was kind of like my trademark. I'd be rocking that. And we went somewhere, because my dancers, um, A&M was doing shit like, they wouldn't let me bring my dancers. They would have me go places and like choreograph some dance shit with these other chicks or whatever. But it put us in the hood. So we was out there in California, and Cash was running up on us, you know what I mean? Like, say, 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 what's up with all that red, car? What's up with all that blue, man? You know what I mean? Houston, we we out here trying to get money, man. You know what I'm saying? What you are, you know what I'm saying? And one time, like, the, the little school teacher or whatever, had to, like, call them dudes back because, I mean, they was really talking about offering us in that motherfucker, man. They was like, yo, you got a lot of fucking red on, man. So they was talking to, to the lady because, you know, they knew her and respected her. And it was like, nah, nah, these boys come from Houston. You know what I'm saying? They, ain't, they don't know nothing about all that. You know, leave them the fuck alone. Man, I mean, they yeah. had like 30, 40 of them out there, B. All of them had on purple. Great street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, but the rich, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, they... It was dead serious, but eventually she talked to him, calmed him down, and we went in there and did what we had to do. But it was like, yo, my man Trey, he was actually on blood. And we was at um we was in the jungle and, and his blood is there. And he I guess, you know, he was trying to tone it down, so he, he had on like his blue jeans and shit. Yo, the blood rushed him. And he a blood. He was like, Yo man, yo, send him your power room and this, that and the other. It was like, nah, man, you got all too much blue. He's like, man, I got this red cone. That's the only thing saving me. He ran over. He's like, oh, man, you see them niggas rushing me? And I'm like, what? This shit is real out here. So when we put yeah. the album out, we felt it was necessary to let people know, you know, we wasn't knowing it like that. We wasn't knowing it like that, you know. Uh, 
uh, if there was a way that that a brother could uh, could have put that to an end earlier, you know, definitely would have. Because that that just never made sense to me. That color shit, you know what I'm saying? But hey, you know what, what it was. Yeah. And so, uh, man, you know that that that's real talk too. And uh, at uh, A and M, the uh, the incident the incident had broke out at the the A and M talent showcase, and because of it, the deal fell through. So, what happened? Yeah. Now let me let me let me go ahead and clarify some things because I was talking to my man Mako Fanyell, who wrote the uh, book uh, History of Hip Hop in Houston. Um, yeah. He told me that it was written in a book. That I got drunk, got up on stage, and, and I guess something happened, and, and, you know, the deal fell through. That's the cover story. That's the bullshit. That's the bullshit. Okay. That's the shit that okay. certain people put out there, you know what I'm saying, to cover their own ass. Um, what happened that particular night was this. We get up on stage in front of these a and uh, A&R representatives and people of that nature, and, um, you know, we're doing our thing. We're doing our show. And it was like dead. You know, it was at a club. And it was dead, you know what I'm saying? So I could, I'd be like saying, everybody say ho, and you could hear crickets in the background. Like, wait a minute, uh-uh, this ain't, this ain't the way this is supposed to be gone. So um, I, I, I basically had to do some things like, you know, get, get, to get them riled up, I started like kind of sort of improvising my show, doing things that I, I didn't normally do. You know what I mean? Because it's like, look, whenever the crowd ain't into it, sometimes you got to make adjustments. She ain't don't know nothing about that. He don't know about. He don't understand why I'm not sticking with the script. It's because motherfuckers ain't, ain't involved in what the fuck I'm doing. In order for MC, especially when you're rocking the crowd, in order for you to do your job up there on stage, you want the people involved in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? That that makes for a better a better party, so to speak. So anyway, I did a few. I, I started cursing a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get them into it. I think one of the things I said was, uh, "Oh, you don't want to say hope." I guarantee you, after you buy that chick, you wouldn't uh, drink, and, you know, she'll give you no play later on. I bet you say, hold on, or something like that. But either way, <laughs> you know, I started to get him involved a little bit. Well, anyway, after the, after the show, Jay comes up on me. He's like, yo, man, what the fuck, man? You know what I'm saying? Why are you cursing this shit? I'm like, hold on, wait, hold on, Mr. Underground. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck you mean? Why, why I'm saying? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, man, yeah. You trying to, you know, me, me, look, I'm, I'm cut from the ghetto boy talk, man. You're supposed to understand. Look, I got to do what the fuck I got to do. You telling me I, I ain't supposed to curse? And then, you know what I mean? It's like, shit, come on, man. Say, well, anyway, while me and him talking, we having our discussion, some little dude comes up. I don't know who the fuck this dude is. And him and Jay get into it. It's like, yo, where the fuck you come from? Who the fuck are you? So him and Jay start arguing. I mean, it's just like a heated argument. And I've never seen Jay go after a nigga the way I've seen him, him go after this dude. And all I can remember was, like, because it happened so fast, like I said, me and Jay was, was, was in the process of arguing when this motherfucker comes up. But anyway, uh, he said something to the effect of, yeah, I'll be down there in Houston. I'll see you in Houston. So it's like, fuck, what the hell? So anyway, we, like, exit the club because, you know, everybody broke the, broke the squabble up between him and Jay. We get in the town car. It's a Lincoln town car. And when we get outside, the, the guy from a and that was driving us, he's sitting there, and a, a black car, black tinted windows, pulls up next to us. And Jay starts getting flat. Jay was like, yo, man, you seen, you seen that nozzle come out, the, uh, come out the window? I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? So obviously they saw some, some scratch, and they knew that, that it was about to be ugly out there. So the right. A&M guy kind of peeped what was happening. 
And, you know, eventually my, my, my manager, Leslie Wyatt, he couldn't take the pressure no more. He opened the door, and he was like, yo, man, they got guns, they got guns. Security came, I mean, swarmed the, swarmed the car from every direction and shit. You know what I'm saying? So um, we get out, and, you know, the car took off. It goes where it's going. The word gets back to A&M that we almost got shot the fuck up the night before. <laughs> Who raised that? It was like, yo, ship them, ship them motherfucking cowboys back to Houston, man. Ship them back to Houston, man. You know what I'm saying? So after that, it was like, I ain't hear shit else from A&M. And it was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. But you got to realize, A&M didn't know shit about hip-hop, no street shit, no, no rap shit. They, they was awesome, you know. Like I said, you know, they was fucking with Sting. They was fucking with Vesta. They fucking with, with, with those type of acts. They didn't have those type of problems. This shit was new to them. They like, uh uh-uh, uh, we yeah. don't want to for that shit. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson came specifically, specifically, I'll never forget. My my product manager, Arlene. When I went to I had a crush on Janet Jackson like a motherfucker. I used to be like, yo, when am I going to meet Janet? Where is Janet <laughs> up in this? You know what I'm saying? So eventually, I don't know who she talked to. She put out the word and we sitting in there, uh Mark nah, what's the dude, man? Jerome from uh uh, uh the time and shit. He's sitting in the office. I'm like, yo, that's your boy Jerome right there. I'm going to leave that story alone because that's, that's, a, that's a whole interview in itself. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Arlene, the product manager, you know, she talking over, you know, talking about all the things we going to do, the products that she making, like some little crowns and pins and shit like that. So um, somebody said, uh, he's here. Like, holy shit, and Ready Red, you know, his eyes got big, too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, she's here, so we go outside. Everybody go outside, because, you know, if if, if you done made Janet happen, shit, you got an artist for life. That's the way I'm feeling. So sure enough, she yeah. didn't let me I bullshit you not. We walked outside, man, she backed that motherfucker up and around the motherfucking corner, man. She was like, who the fuck is this thug-ass motherfucker? <laughs> I'm talking about like a motherfucker, man. Ran like a motherfucker, man. And ever since then, you know what I mean? It was like, all right, bitch. Janet, you pretty, but you forgot where you come from. You know what I'm saying? She had to get touched up to. Because it's like, fuck out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't crush the young man's dream like that. Who didn't have a crush on me? I had a crush on me. Man. So, so, um. You know, around this time, Cliff Blodgett had uh, came into the picture. He became part owner of Rapper Life. Did, did you deal with with uh, Cliff and Lil J? And what what was uh, how were they on the on a professional level? Well, on a professional level, Cliff was more, was more business minded. You know what I'm saying? Jay was more good um, because you know, like Mark said, man. You know, we was all we was all family. We were supposed to be family. We was all cool as far as me and Jay. And there was certain certain lines, you know what I'm saying, that you just didn't cross when it came to Jay because we knew that Jay was uh Jay was doing this on the strength for the most part. Now when Cliff came into the picture, that's when the contract situation came about. Cliff and Carl actually came as artists to rap a lot. Okay. They Damn, okay. Kind of engineers and stuff, but they came as artists. They came with a demo tape. And oh, I remember okay. that they um they they locked up with Jay and, and started talking with Jay. And, I mean, you know, one of those, one of those like, you know, nine, ten-hour, you know, door closed. You know what I'm saying? One, one of those type conversations. And 
obviously what Cliff was telling was asking him was, yo, how did you put out an album and you don't have contracts? So basically what Cliff did was, was Cliff gave him the game, so to speak, uh, told him, look, in order in order for you to keep these uh, guys as your artists and, and do what you want to do, which is own all the uh, all the masters and pretty much all the rights and everything, you got to have contracts. So, you know, that's when Jay started, you know, whipping out the contracts and everything. Um, when when I got to deal with A&M, what saved me from being signed to rap a lot, because I was never signed to rap a lot. I signed directly to A&M. As a matter of fact, both of those albums, if, if you notice, you, it's like impossible to find any uh, invincible albums in the store. That's because that album was done under the A&M contract. And when Jay put it out, Jay put it out with just rap a lot on it. Which yeah, I sure a, got it. Yeah, which wouldn't have been a problem, you know what I'm saying, if, if it blew up because A&M was going <coughs> to say, look, we got a contract on this cat where our money at. So Jay wasn't yeah. going to, you know what I'm saying? Jay wasn't going to really allow that album to do too well. You know what I'm saying? Because he was going to end up owing A and M money for for um, the contract. Because I was on contract for uh, ten years. I, I signed a ten year contract, which is unheard of. Yeah, that shit damn. Of. Wow. Yeah. That shit was unheard of. They they got me as a young buck. But anyway, I never signed to rap a lot. I was signed directly to A and M, um, and. You know, when, when, when they got the upfront money, when they got the upfront money, Jay pretty much made Cliff half partner because Cliff looked better as an owner than he did. And we're going to leave that at that. Um, so that's, how, that's how Cliff became part owner of Rap-A-Lot. Basically, did you, uh, have, did, uh, Raheem, did, you, did, you have to, did you have to honor that 10-year contract with A&M or did he get bought out? I did not. No, nah, I didn't get bought out. I basically, I wrote it out, man. I wrote it out. I did my time, pretty much. Okay. Man, man. I got my mandatory release date, and I was, I was out of there. <laughs> so, mm. man, I was like, I was wow. impressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, that's how, that's how Cliff became part owner. And, basically, the reason why he left was because he told me, now this, you know, I don't want to get Cliff in trouble because I think he, I think he's working back up there, so I ain't gonna say too much. But he told me that you know he he didn't like the way artists were being treated, and he didn't like the way artists were being compensated and paid, and he was scared that when artists found out that they were being treated unfairly, somebody could be killed in there. So he left. He, wow. he, he took all his money. He bounced. He he created his own label somewhere in Kansas City, I believe, and um, he started paying artists too much. Because the artists that he was, like, giving these humongous signing bonuses to, it's like I ain't heard nothing from them. I don't even know if they put albums out or whatever the case was. But he ended up going broke for, for, well, for, for, for trying to punish <clears throat> But he did it at Rap-A-Lot because Cliff had a conscience. You know what I'm saying? He felt as if the yeah. way he was and he wanted to give back to the community. My thing is, give back to the people you took from, buddy. Don't don't give it to other people. Give it to the people you took it from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's the way that played out. And like I said, he went broke. He came back to, to, to Jay, and Jay gave him a job. But, you know, he'd already sold out his, his half. So that's right, right. Yeah. 
so uh, during those those ghetto boy days, did y'all face any challenges to get recognition? Uh, in terms of uh, like New York and and that type of opposition right there, yeah, we definitely yeah, yeah all over yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we definitely faced a whole lot of doors being slammed in our face. And, not, you know, even when I went solo and, and you know, Royal Flush, the Death Force, I came to tell you, you know, we went places. Uh, Jay had bought, like, this this big blue-ass bus. And, uh, I mean, that motherfucker was raggedy, but, you know, we went on, like, a little tour, you know, Tennessee and different places, you know, trying to perform and, <laughs> and people wouldn't pay us and all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we, we went through hell. We went through hell. Right. Yeah. right. So, um, with the with the Making Trouble album, so you you had started doing any work on that Making Trouble album? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I had written the majority of the songs until Johnny C came in, and he he did uh, Assassins, uh, Beat Down, um, and Lucy Red did Why Do We Live This Way. But, you know, the majority of the songs I had written and Johnny C was forced to perform them, you know, and that that was another thing about Jake, you know. Right. Well, hello? Yeah, we right. Okay. I'm right here. Okay, okay. Yo, what happened to Rye? Yeah, I nah, see I don't his know. call drop. Okay. He'll call back a second. Yeah, yeah. But, man, I tell you, that was so... <laughs> yo, boy, yo, yo, boy, that interview on. You ain't expecting yeah. all that on. Yeah, so, nah, so, um, so from, your point of, from your point of view, uh, Shaquille, man, what, you know, how how was those days, man? Yeah, Give man, the same thing. Yo, yo, the mirror man with boxing said, man, it was a bunch of fun, man. We was broke, man, but it was a bunch of fun. You know what I'm saying? We was young cats, man. You know what I'm saying? We was young cats, man. And we was uh, propelled, man, like like forced, man, to become grown-ups, man. You know what I'm saying? We went, man, from, you know what I'm saying, man, dealing with high school chicks, man, to dealing, man, with grown-up women, man. You know what I'm saying? That was one That was one part that was fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Videos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Going places, man, being recognized. You know what I'm saying? The shows. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, man. Every, every major rap back. Man, it came to Houston, man. I don't care, man, if it was Run, Salt, Pepper, Rock, Kim, Cool G, Rap, you know what I'm saying? Whenever they came out here, man, you know what I'm saying? They had to honor us, man. You know what I'm saying? Hello? Sorry, sorry. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I got muted, man. My bad. Okay. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying, man, some of them things I didn't even know, man, because when I actually, you know what I'm saying, when I... You know what I'm saying? When I linked up, man, with Rap a lot, man, you know what I'm saying? When I got here, when I got to Houston, you know what I'm saying? The Making Trouble Man album was already done. And as a matter of, you know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, man, that's how I even hooked up with Rap a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? When I first came out here, I came out here to Houston in the summer of 88. And the first person that I actually met, man, was this young kid, man, who turned out to be Bun B. I met him at oh, these wow. apartments, man. On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him at these apartments on the Southwest side, man. He was uh, spending the summer with his brother in Houston and, and Bun was young, man. Bun was like 14. And, uh, and he walked around with a radio, man. And, uh, he was like radio Raheem, man. All he did, man, was bump hip hop. Right. And, 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 and yeah, man, yo, yo, man, Bun is a hip hop dude, man. He was a hip hop dude back then. And what happened was, man, I never knew 
that there was hip hop outside of New York. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's all I knew. I'm from Brooklyn, man. All I knew, man, was, you know what I'm saying, man, New York rappers, man. New York, maybe Philly, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Jersey, you know what I'm saying, and Bart. And, 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 and I'm saying my first time hearing about EVE was through Bart. Yeah. My first time hearing two live crew through Bart. And he was like, yo, man, we got some rappers out of Houston, man. He showed me to make it trouble, uh, 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 cassette. And it bugged me out, man. I was like, yo, they got a midget. No disrespect to Bill, man. I was like, yo, they got, yo, this an L cover right there, man. Everybody rocking black. They got the fun thing. She had showing the big chains. And they got the little midget, man. Yo, that look ill. I yeah. was dope right there, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know what I'm saying? And Raheem don't remember this shit, right? But I called in. They had a number on the cassette. And I called in the rap a lot, man. And Ra had answered the phone. And he was like, yo, man, you from, saying you from New York? I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, I'm from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? And we started spitting back and forth, this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? And we left the conversation. It was like, well, he was like, well, yo, man, I, I said, I'll see you, man. I was like, all right, then, well, peace. Well, fast forward, man, about two weeks later, I ended up going to a rap concert, man. It was the summit at that time on 59. That was the, that was the big spot. Joe Lowstein got it now for the big church now. But uh, I was walking around. I was looking at the chicks, man. You know what I'm saying? I was all about the chicks, man. I'm looking for the chicks. And I seen them sending some chicks that passed by. They was like, yo, you see the ghetto boys? And I was like, yo, where the ghetto boys at? It was like, yo, over there. And I see these big old dudes, man. You know what I mean? With these big ass chains on, rap a lot shirts on. And, and, and I see the midget. And I see my man Bill. So I was like, yo. You know what I'm saying? One thing led to another, man. You know what I'm saying, man? We started rhyming, man. And, and, and Rob liked my style. And Rob was like, yo, come hang out. And, 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 and boom, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I'm saying? That's. That's when it all started, man, for me. I was supposed to be right. going back to New York. I was supposed to be going back to New York. I was only here for the summer. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I ended up staying, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Rob, you know what I'm saying? Rob, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, we clicked up. You know what I'm saying? We was gang and gang. You know what I mean? He showed me some things, man. I showed him some things, man. And it was a, it was a proper combination, man. You know what I'm saying? And boom, that's where that came in and shit, man. I, right. You know what I'm saying? I said, fuck it, man. I'm in Houston now, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> where else, where else, yeah. I'm here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm meeting all these peoples, man. We taking plane trips and, yo, that shit was fly to me, son, man. Hey, yo, man, when your manager, when your manager, man, calls you up, okay, we know, we'll say, we know we going on tour. You know what I'm saying? But your manager calls you up, man, like, yo, what kind of bags you want? What you mean? Yo, you want Gucci or Louis? What? Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what? Damn, son. Yeah. Yo, I think, I think me I think me and Rob was like Gucci. I'm like, yo. Hey, yo, hey, yo is he back on? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he back. <laughs> yo, Rob. Right. Yo. <laughs> yo, remember that right there? You know what I'm saying? We chilling, we chilling at the crib. See what I'm saying? Hey, yo, man, look, man, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, this... You're saying like Rob, you're saying like Rob went through the whole, like you're saying like he gave you the 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 the, the core. You're know saying from the, you're saying from the beginnings, man, of the street shit, man. You're know saying like the yeah. like the rap battles and everything, man, to how this shit developed. You know what I'm saying, man, and, 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 and up until you know what I mean. And for me, man, it was like automatic. It was right. like, I, mean, I, I, I you know what I'm saying when I came in, the work was already done. You know what I'm saying, man. I'm just having them. Yo, so I'm weeping the fruits, man. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> yeah. That's for so, that's for his bonds, my guy. Yeah. So so Ra, um 
what what was ultimately your decision for leaving the ghetto boys? The creative process, you know what I'm saying? Jay Jay didn't know nothing. He didn't know enough about writing writers, and um, you know he didn't know enough about the art form. Period. To really be trying to tell me how to write my raps, I didn't. I didn't right. thought, thought he was qualified to do that. Um, and and Box didn't either. But like I said, Box was a lot more business minded than me. See, I was a live wire. A lot of times I spoke out of turn. A lot of times I should have kept my damn mouth shut, and I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Box used to keep me in line. For real, for real. Box was like my big brother. You know what I'm saying? So he would tell me sometimes, yo, shut the fuck up and he handle this. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, I ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, had that, we had that relationship. So when he said, um, excuse me, when I told him, I was like, yo, Box, I ain't going to be able to do this, man. Like, come on, man. This shit, this shit ain't us. This ain't us. But he, like I said, Box knew. That, that Jay was going, that, that the Ghetto Boy movement was, was kind of like what, what Jay was going to invest the majority of his money into because that was that was his baby, you know what I'm saying? That was his project, and that's what Jay took pride in, you know? Right. Um, so, anything outside of that was cool, it was extra, but, but it was all about the GB. And, and Box, right. you know, Box being a, a business-minded individual, and at the same time, he, he felt as if, though, you know, hell, he's the original member, and which he is, and can't nobody take that from him. Can't nobody take that from me. Box laid the foundation for your for your Scarfaces and, and, and Willie D's and Bushwick and what have you because, you know, Box went through hell with the group, you know what I mean? Mm, and, and right. He, he, made it, he made the group something that they could step into and be proud of and be a part of. Because like I said, right. when that dude used to say, ghetto boys, ghetto boys, that, just, that ain't just on wax, man. That was like live and shit. When he said right, that, right, right. he felt this shit in your chest, man. You know what I'm saying? So you know that that was that was his baby, and and um, you know, shit, that, that just was what it was back then. Right. Real bad. Real bad. So, um, so that no, that was a misunderstanding with, with raw flush and OG style. What happened? And was y'all able to make things? Yeah. Well, um, as far as egos, yeah, we we actually and and it's sad, man, because um, I talked to him. The last time I spoke with him was on MySpace. Um, after all those years, I mean, years went by like close to 17, 18 years probably, and I hadn't heard from him. You know, we still had the little ongoing rap battle going on. And I saw him, I saw him on, on MySpace, and he looked sick. You know what I'm saying? He lost, he, he was never a big dude, but you know. This is OG like, style, right? Yeah, that's E from OG style, yeah. Right. He looks sick for some reason. So, you know, so much time that went by, I was like, come on, man, we going ass men. I shot him a message. I shot him a kite and shit. And I was like, yo, man, you know what I'm saying? Um, yo, that song, I know how to play him, you know, was a bad motherfucker or something to that effect of shit. And he was like, yo, Ryan, that's you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. What's up, man? You know, and he said, yo, man, uh, shit, we need to do a song together. And I was like, shit, man, no problem. I was living in Philly at the time, though. So I was like, no problem, man. All you got to do is hit me up. You know what I'm saying? And it's all. And right. like two weeks later, two weeks later, him and Pimp C died, like because they died like around the same time. And I yeah. remember thinking, what? And Willie D, Willie D actually called me and told me he was like, "Yo, man, you know your boy died, right?" I was like, "Man, what about Pimp?" He was like, "He was like, nah, not Pimp. He." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I went to the, I went to the funeral and shit." I'm like, "Damn, man." So you know, yeah. me, and, me and him had that opportunity to at least. 
you know, make peace with each other in terms of, you know, that was just an ongoing rap battle. That, you know, that was that, that would have never got physical between me and him or anything because I had too much respect for him as an MC. You got to realize he came out before I did. You know what I'm saying? My, my whole motivation for going to TSU was because I had heard so, uh, a, a song that he did that they was playing on KTSU. And for you to just, wow. for you to have to take, even though the voice is on one side and the, the beat is on the other side, you know, you, you can tell it was some, some shit he did at somebody's house somewhere. Even though, right. you know what I'm saying, it was like that, it was the fact that, yo, he was the first one to actually get a recording played on the air out of Houston. So it was like, oh, shit, that made him the man. So, you know, I had to go up to Yates and I had to see what was good, what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Let me, right. I heard I heard you joint, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's do this, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's go at it. And um, you know, we, we had our battle and everything and you know, it's just any real MC ain't gonna let you ain't gonna let you beat him and just, you know, walk away with it and say, Oh man shit. Well yeah. you know, kick rocks and be like, Fuck you, you know what I mean? He gonna come back at your ass and that's what he did. He came back. So, you know, that was expected. Um, as far as the, the flush goes, you know, uh a lot of that was a lot of personal shit. And that's one of those times when I wish Box or maybe Shaq Kim would have been there and kind of told me, yo, man, shut the fuck up with that shit. Like, come on. You kind of going overboard with this one. Because a lot of that shit I said in, in, in some, you know, some of those songs about them people was, was way yeah. over the top. A lot of it wasn't true. And, and I was over-exaggerated uh, 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 a, lot of, a lot of the shit that, you know what I'm saying, I, I shot their direction in. Yeah. I, I could have I kept that one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I could have kept that one. That one, right. that one, that one was totally and completely uh, uh, out of out of bounds on my part. But I'm young, and you know there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of testosterone <laughs> being passed around. You know, a lot of it was jumping off. You know what I'm saying? As far as yo, you know, but at the, yo, but at the same time, though, you got to understand too, though, man. I'm saying at that time, man, not nowadays, but at that time, man, man. Hip hop man was competitive, even with your label mates, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you know, yeah. hey, yo, miss, and we was always. Let me tell you something, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, I, I don't heard a couple of people, man, like say, man, like yo, we was brothers and and, and all that. Yeah, we was brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we was cool and everything, man. But it was a lot of like I'm saying, high fidelity, man, and competition, man. Like I remember, man, like you know what I'm saying, like when I first walked into uh the car lot, my first time walking the car lot, man, the Vigilante album done. You know what I'm saying? They got the posters everywhere, man. I'm saying soon as soon as we came upstairs, man, it banged that right, man. I'm saying by the payphone, it was a big Raheem poster, man, that was defaced. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying they had the black eye, I'm saying with the black marker around there. I've seen some horns. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? People done wrote a couple little things here and there. You know what I'm saying, man? It was it was it was it was it was inner hostility, inner beef. Uh, in a competition, man, I'm saying, man, within there, right there, man, and 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 Rick, you know, what I'm saying, man, Rick is Rick is a hell of fine rapper, man. Rick is a dope MC, even right now to this day. You know, sometimes right. against the Rick, man, from the flush. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. now when you talking about man Raheem, who, 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 who's 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 uh, original, who's originality, who who it, it is from that battle rap scene, and then you got another battle rapper right there. You know what I'm saying, man? You're going to get that class, man, because you got two heads, man, saying, yo, I'm number one. No, I'm number one. One day, man, I'm saying, it's going to come to a point, man, where heads going to want to see, man, yo, well, who's really number one? You know what I'm saying, yeah, man? And and, yeah. and, and, and that's and that's what, because you had other rappers there. You had Johnny C. But Johnny C wasn't over. Johnny C wasn't really like a battle rapper, man. Johnny C was just, 
deceit, man. You know what I'm saying? He was just Johnny. You know what right, I'm saying, yeah. man? Boxing, say, put it this way. Johnny C, ghetto boys, they was in their own lane or whatever. Man, everybody was in their own lane, man. But that, but the flush and vigilante, man, you know what I'm saying? It was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, was going to be a clash, man. It was, it, it right. was going to be a clash, man. You know what I'm saying? Personalities, man. Egos and like what Rob was saying, the testosterone, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Uh, 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 we wasn't no dancers, but at that time, man, them eighties, man, you had to open up the show, man, with the dancing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the flush, yeah, and yeah. the flush, man. Yo, the flush. Let me tell you, man. Yo, the flush, man, threw on a hell of a show, man. If you never said, if you ain't like they song, you're gonna like they. You know what I'm saying? They stage performance, man. They commanded a hell of fine man stage performance, man. I gotta give it up to them on that. And so, yo, saying they dancing, shit, we had to start dancing. Yo, the vigilante, the vigilante on stage, man. We dancing, man. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, and, and look, yeah. And another thing about that, the uh, the vigilante name. Well, was that like an alter ego for you, Ron? No, nah, that was actually just um, something that because remember me and Box, we were the hip hop vigilantes, right? And yeah, yeah. And they changed the name to Ghetto Boys. I kept the name Vigilante kind of like as a slap in the face to him, like yo, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? He, Oh, yeah, okay. You, okay. What, you, you can take what the fuck I created and, and just tell me for my shit in the copies. Nah, that ain't gonna happen. Right. Yeah, I just, right. just kept the name Raheem the Vigilante. You know what I'm saying? That was right. my way of saying, you know, I'm still, I'm still who the fuck I am. You know, and 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 I was, you know, detaching myself from the whole ghetto boy thing. Now, when I say detaching myself from it, wasn't that I was detaching myself from the artist? It was from from Jay and his controlling fucking ways as far as the group was concerned. Because, of course, me right. and Box, Bussy, uh, uh, Ray Red, we, we was all still cool. We was all still cool, you know what I'm saying? But I just couldn't. I couldn't do. Jay couldn't be standing over my shoulder while I'm writing my raps telling me what the fuck to put. Like, telling me what right. to write, how to write and shit. I couldn't do it. I couldn't right. have it. Yeah. So, so that's, why, that's where Vigilante came from. Oh, okay. So... You know, fast forward uh, to '94. You was uh, you was featured on the Black Monks, uh, straight straight madness out the secrets of the Hidden Temple song. And then, uh, yeah, became a full member on the No Mercy album. How how did how did that come about? I well, in actuality, I hadn't become a full member. A full member, I was just I was helping them out because on the second album. Rap a lot had drained them so 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 much that they didn't even want to record a second album. So wow. the reason I'm on as many songs as I'm on is they they didn't they didn't even want to do the album. And I had I just come out wow. of I had just come out of um <laughs> I just come out of jail and I was like, Look, fellas, you know what I'm saying, what y'all had on that first album, that shit was magic, man. And which it was. Yeah. That it was, was yeah. Dope, man. I said, look, you need you need to do another fucking album. And um, three two, three two, okay. He had he had kind of mixed. Well, he had mixed up with the uh 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 the screwed up click, and you right. know he, he was doing he was doing a lot of stuff with them, and he kind of in the beginning abandoned them. Like three two was like the lead member, but he was doing a solo thing. I think it was called the Wicked Buddha Baby at the time. And he right. pretty much said, yo, fuck the Black Monk album. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't fucking with it. So I said, well, fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll kick in, and, and you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll get through this damn thing. So I started uh, working with AWOL, DA. DA, which, uh, man, that's that's another um, very unrated 
damn, damn good MC, man. Like, if, if that dude, I think he calls himself Ukraine now. But, yo, that, that little dude right there can go, man. That dude yeah. can go. He reminds me, uh, or reminded me of, of me and Box at a young age. You know, he was a, he was a genuine hip-hop head. And, um, you know, it was, I, 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 I used to love rocking with him, you know what I'm saying? Because he used to do what Box used to do for me, and that was keep me on my A game. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if, right, if right. I come with some bullshit, and you know what I'm saying, and Box come behind me and spit some fire, it's like, okay, it's time to tear that motherfucker up and redo that bitch. You know? <laughs> you know that, that's what DA used to do for me, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciated that from it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, we, 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 we went ahead and started working on the album. It was difficult because I had to, get, I had to try to get into that vibe. See, on Straight Madness, I was just being featured as, you know, Raheem, you know, just right. like some great madness. You and know what I, I mean? And I, and I got to tell you, man, you, you killed that, man. man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Man. Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, the second album was like I had to actually get into the, the, the vibe that they was trying to put out. The unfortunate part about it was they didn't have a vibe. They, I mean, they fought it. They, they, they recorded that album kicking and screaming every step of the way, man. And that's why it didn't come out as, as, as well. I feel like, as the first album did, because there wasn't no vibe. They was pissed off because they felt as if they, they had got jilted on the first album. Just the, the same old rap a lot stories. Because everybody felt that way. It's like, man, you put out one album with these motherfuckers, they keep you broke as shit, you know what I'm saying? And then it's time to put another one out. You're like, man, shit, I ain't feeling this shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like, that. Right. just the order of the day around this motherfucker. And I'm not right. understanding. I'm looking at Jay like, dude, if you would, like, half-ass take care of your artists, you you get better better production out of them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, you, if you got a motherfucker that's comfortable and 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 living all right and doing good, he gonna get up in that booth and he gonna he gonna express you know uh, 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 the fact that he all right. You get a motherfucker that's uh, you know on their ass broke and all that kind of shit, man. Well, he you gonna hear that <laughs> shit. The one too is like, man, shit. I'm just doing this shit to try to try to pay the bills next month or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Come on, right. you know that album. That album was 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 like a change or a break away from the norm. Or that group rather was a break away from the norm and rap a lot. And I wanted to be a part of it because that's that was me. You know what I'm saying? I like I like doing different shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that's how right. I it. Okay. Yeah. So um, Prince John the C got a whole lot of music there. That he had produced that was never put out. So you is you in that stack somewhere, Rod? Do you got some music with Prince Johnny C that never came out? Nah, I never. I never that got was great. Yeah, I never got an opportunity to rock with with uh with with Johnny, um, simply because you know he was a ghetto boy and all. You know, at the time collabs between us just wasn't it wasn't happening. You know, they was doing their thing, I was doing my thing. So we never we never were in the studio at the same time. You know what I mean? So. Now, okay. I didn't get to rock with, with Johnny, but let me tell you something about that album. That album, um, one of the albums, anyway, is uh, called Just Made a Jump in the Hype. And uh, it's unfortunate that, that my boy Box didn't, you know, you, you don't have a lot of recordings from him. You know what I'm saying? Other than making yeah. sure that uh, you ain't nothing and, and stuff like that, you know, Box did a lot of recording. Um, Box did a lot of writing. Box had a lot of songs. Um, people, people probably won't hear them because I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, they got lost in the shuffle or whatever, but, but Box had, you know, as many songs as, as I had, Box had as many, you know what I'm saying? Cause he was a writer just like I was. And it wasn't, 
it wasn't, you know, two days that went by that Box wasn't writing songs. So just just made a jump in the hype was, in my opinion, the the box that the world needs to hear. Because him, yeah. him and Johnny C, him and Johnny C went off so tough on, on this album because you could hear that Jay wasn't standing over their shoulders. They was right. actually in the way that they rapped. And, and Red, right. the, oh man, he was uh, he was off the Richter scale with that shit, man. I mean that shit was that shit was that shit was awesome. It had every it had every artist at rap a lot, including myself, shaking in their boots, man. It was like holy shit, these motherfuckers is awesome, shit, man. Straight Damn. up, man. Damn. The meat or any artist that was on the label at that time that heard that shit, man, shit, that made that made a motherfucker about face and go back to the drawing board on some shit. And when Jay didn't put that shit out, it was like, you got to fucking be kidding me, man. When yeah. Jay didn't do nope. that I knew, I knew right then and there. I said, man, this dude is tripping, man. This, this is a fucking, he the fucking Hitler to rap music, man. Get the fuck out of here, man. Why the fuck would he not put that out? That shit was classic, man. Classic. Shit that hey, that was shit that set Houston apart from any coast, any coast. Believe wow. me, that yeah, yeah. I tried to steal a copy of the tape. Jay, Jay made me get that motherfucker back. I tried to call myself this shit. <laughs> He's like, yo, man, I know you talking about tape. I'm like, shit, say, all right, don't get that shit back to you, man. <laughs> Yo, hey, never, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, I never just said, hey, yo, so let me add on something real quick. I did not know. All this time, man, all these years, man, I didn't know until one time, man, man, me and Bob was talking. You know what I'm saying? The reason why I'm bringing this up, man, because I want to clarify, I want, I want to clarify something. Okay, like okay. I was telling y'all, man, like I had just got here, man, from New York, man, and I seen the Making Trouble album and everything. I was like, yo, they look like one or whatever. Okay, look, man, like when I first heard it, when I first heard the song, you know what I'm saying, man, they were saying the album, they sounded like the Fat Boys. You know what I'm saying? It kind of turned me. It, 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 it turned me off, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I heard, man, like uh, the Making Trouble song. Uh, 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 I hate. What was it? I hate that snitch. The only yeah. one that didn't sound, man, like the Fat Boys, man, was was Assassins. That's the one that Johnny did by himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He rhymed that on, on saying by himself. And it wasn't until, man, like one time me and Rob was talking, and he was telling me, man, about the creative control. He was saying, man, that that Jay was will say was telling was telling him and Box. To start yelling and screaming like that, man, like the fat boys. That's you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. You know, exactly, you know what I'm saying? Because because Johnny and Box do not, they don't rap like that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that make, yo, that make it trouble out, but man, come to find out, I didn't know. But come to find out, man, that that's something like that's something like Rob saying, you know what I'm saying? That was Jay over overhead over people's shoulders, man. Like, yo, nah, man, y'all got to sound like them, man. You know what I'm saying? I mind you, they, you know what I'm saying? they had did the white bot tour, man, with the fat boys. You know what I'm saying? So right. I guess, man, Jay was like, well, yo, man, we got to get this fat boy money, man. <laughs> y'all got to sound like them. Y'all got to look like one of them. Right. That's, exactly yeah. what it was. that's exactly what it was. You, you know what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So that's why, you know what I'm saying, the second album, man, you know what I'm saying, to just take the jump in the hype, it was just them, B. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had a song on there, man. I got a 50 on my back. Hey, yeah. hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, son, let me tell you, hey, yo, man, word is fine, son, man. Yo, yo, Box and C, 
they ain't get to say, yo, they ain't get they, 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 they food, man. And what's so crazy, what's so, what's so really fucked, fucked up about it, man, is the world, man, will never know. The same, the second, the second Raheem album, before the Invincible one, man, it was, it was solely produced, man, by Ready Red. That got lost in the shuffle. You know what I'm saying? Damn. That was some motherfucking, that was some man. motherfucking heat. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm talking about, uh, son, man, let me, yo, son, man, I missed out, man, on a lot of a lot of shit, man. Wow. Shit that, that, oh, we could we could do nothing, man, but just talk about it. We heard the song. Yeah. We was there. Y'all didn't yep, get a chance yep. to hear him, man. And what's so crazy about it, man, that you heard since this thing, you can hear Red's evolution, his growth. Yeah. You can hear everybody's growth. You can hear, man, Johnny's growth, you know what I'm saying, Box's growth, Raheem's growth, my growth. You can hear everybody's uh, 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 evolution, man. Uh, 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 yeah, you know, saying growth, man, on, on, on these albums, man, that nobody get a chance to fucking hear, man. It's, it's a busy. No shit was gone, son. I ask ready to be oh, added, man, man. Like, so, this is gone. <laughs> hey, so, uh, Ra, uh, how, how was NC Trey hand? What, what, what was your opinion on him? Oh, man. Because NC, said some good stuff about him. Yeah, NC was the man, man. NC, um, and she was really who who embraced us before Jay did. Um, yeah. And she was the type of dude that um you know he took me and box school shopping and, and and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? He 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 was to us what what a personal manager would be to 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 any artist. And not only that, you know what I'm saying? He was he was family, man. He was family. We lived we lived with NC, um, you know, and and Rebel <coughs> Created in his living room. It right. was created in his living room. We met Jay. We met, Jay. We met uh, Ready. Well, we met Ready Red at the club, but Ready Red came and, and, and lived right there in NC's living room. He opened his door up to us, you know, and, and from that day forward, he was family. Um, he was supposed to be a part of Rap a Lot uh, Records, and unfortunately, he, he died uh, on the day of my, my video shoot, man. The day we shot the video, wow. the dance floor uh, was the night you got killed. Damn. Damn. July the 6th, wow. 1988, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, rest in peace. Man, rest in, rest peace. in peace. So, so Ryan, how the, this could be for both of y'all. How do y'all feel about the uh, the, the success of the Ghetto Boys, you know, right on now? Because, you know, from uh, ripping on the other level on up to now. Yeah. Um, man, look, I'm happy as hell every time I heard them brothers make progress. You know? Yes, sir. That, that was the dream, you know, that, that me and Box had, and we was watching it manifest. Although it wasn't us, we, we knew where it came from. You know what I'm saying? We knew that we were the foundation for that to happen. And just to see that dream come into fruition, man, it's like, yo, that's what the hell I'm talking about. And, and yeah, I got to take yeah. my head off the bread, man. I got to take my hat off to that Scarface boy. And you know, he put in the work, man. He put in the work. Yeah. And when I say I'm still hearing Scarface verses, I'm like, I did not know this dude did a song with this cat right here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and he wasn't sloppy about it. He repped, he repped the ghetto boy name and, and, and repped Houston rap to the point where it was like, it's undeniable now. You know what I'm saying? It's undeniable. Yeah. You know, you right. gotta you gotta respect what's going on here. So you know, uh, man, our frog face, Willie D, Willie D, uh, good people, man, good brother. You know what I'm saying? And, and he deserved uh, the, the the spot that he got, Bushwick. 
you know, Bushwick, he, he was he was in the trenches with us. Although he wasn't yep. an MC, he wasn't an MC, but, you know what I'm saying, he, he, he deserved to be where he was at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody that yeah. got that shot to, to make it to the top, they deserved it. They deserved right. it. Uh, and, and believe it or not, you know, not to put their business out there, even after the mind playing tricks on me with platinum, they were still in the trenches. They were still hurting. You know, and they still yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, yeah. man, it, it, it takes strong individuals to to go through what they went through and, and still be here to kind of, you know, sit back and talk about it the way they do. So, you right. know, like I said, man, I, I just applaud them brothers. And, and, man, I wish them all the success in the world. And, you know, it's a, it's an honor for me to have known them and to be able to say, look, I don't rock with this cat. You know, I done, I done got mm-hmm. down here. And to know that they yep. have that, that level of respect for me that they have. So you know, it's just a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful. Yeah, cause cause you was able to work with uh work with them on folk faces, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually um I, I co-wrote uh, sex faces with face. Um, for some reason, I don't know if it was the politics that was going on with uh, with, with uh, Jay and this Tila guy and, and Suave Records, and it was just a lot of shit going on at the time. So they took my verse off and put oh. Tila's verse in place of mine. And they took three two off and put uh, two short, uh, two short uh, straight for three two. Yeah. Hey yo, hey yo, man. How do you know? Hey yo, hold on, man. Time out, real quick, man. I, I was gonna, I was gonna wait until after, man. Hey yo, man. How do you know all this shit right here, B? I'm, I'm talking to my man. Uh, uh, giving the interview, man. You asking some, some, some buggers. You asking some deep, bugged out questions, man. There's a lot of people, man, don't know, man. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's true. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I grew up on Rap-A-Lot, man. You know, from the outside looking in, I was just a big fan of Rap-A-Lot, bro. I got all the the albums that came out, every article, every interview, anything I could get hold to, I read it and I ate it up. And plus, I, I knew some people, I knew some people who uh, was kind of inadvertently around the label, you know, kind of knew some people off the street teams or whatever, and they yeah. used to tell me stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just yeah, glad I got man. this opportunity. Yo, let me yo yo yo. Let me tell you something real quick, man. As far as like the ghetto boys thing, man. Real quick, man. Yo, we had did a um, we had did a a show. It was a showcase, man. Uh, A and M A and M was gonna try to pick up the whole roster, the Death Four, Raw Flush, Ghetto right. Boys, and we had did a showcase for them at this club out here, man, called the Rhinestone. That was like the that was like the 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 the, the club to be at. And uh, the A and R dude, man, for A and M, man, was uh was was one of was one of the dudes from Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, Mister Hyde. It wasn't it wasn't Andre Harrell, man. It was his partner. I think he was uh Mister Hyde, man. He was one of them dudes, man. But anyway, man, we had did that show. All of us, all four acts, man. We did the show, and uh, I guess he didn't like it, man. I guess and I guess and I guess I guess he. I ain't gonna say that like you. I just guess he just like nah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead somewhere else, man. And then next thing you know, I hear man, the Johnny C man leaving the group. I was like, why no Johnny? And then yeah. about about a week or two, maybe a month after that, man, I heard man that box was leaving. Man, I was like, come on, man, what the fuck going on? And man. then uh, Willie D's album, Willie D's album, man, was done already, man. That controversy, man, was done already, man. And then I heard, man, he was saying that Jay was looking, man, for new ghetto boys. 
Okay, around this time right here, man, I got to add this on real quick, man, because I don't be getting my props, man. I got to tell you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell y'all what I'm leading up to. Around this time right here, man, Easy E, you know, man, was out here. And uh, Easy E and Jake was at the club, man, talking. It was just them two, man, just chilling, just talking, man. It was having their own time or whatever. You know what I'm saying, man? And then next thing you know, man, like the next day, man, so this was after the showcase, man, we had did for uh, 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 with A&M. We had a meeting, man. We had a meeting. Everybody, all the groups, man. I guess this was Jay, man, like, you know what I'm saying, eyeing out some stuff, man, and some stuff out. <laughs> Billy got kicked out, the ghetto boys. Billy got kicked out, man. It was a unanimous decision, man. You know what I'm saying, from Johnny and Box and all of them. Uh, Billy got kicked out. I'm, I'm probably mixing the times up. Billy got kicked out because, uh, you know what I'm saying, he was doing some bugged out shit, man. You know what I mean? Right and uh, uh 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 he got he got moved he got moved to the uh to the two bad brothers the two bad brothers another group man up on the rapper line man that was coming up yeah Texas T. two bad brothers yeah yeah. Te- yeah the two bad brothers from Fifth Ward man it was Texas T and I forgot the other dude them dudes was bad them dudes yeah, were bad was. man them dudes was yeah. real bad. And 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 and, and, and I remember uh, RMG man was signed to rap a lot too man. No saying that he ain't never did nothing. RMG is that dude man from the movies man. You see him in on on, on uh, the uh, 40, 40 year old version or whatever. The black boy had a dude. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Him. I was saying, but anyway, I was saying, but anyway, I was saying, but anyway, man. At this particular meeting, man, I remember, man. Jay was like, "Yo, man, we switching up, man. The whole format of rap a lot, man. We going underground." His exact words was like, yo, we going underground. Yo, meaning, man, that, you know what I'm saying, we ain't talking about, yo, my rhymes is this, that, and the other. We talking the street shit, man. That was the whole right. the whole shit right there. You know what I'm saying? If you notice, you know what I'm saying, man, uh, the, the, the Flush, you know what I'm saying, when they left rap a lot, man, and you know what I'm saying, they did their second album, you know what I'm saying, they shit was all street. Whereas, yeah, man, they was yeah. saying, first album, man, was Dance or Die, you know what I'm saying, yeah, uh, yeah, in front yeah. of me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The Raheem joint, man, the Invincible, that was all street, man. And then you got gripping on the other level. That was all street. But anyway, man, you know what I'm, I'm coming to say this, man, that uh, I had met I had met Face. I knew Face, but I didn't know he was Face. You know what I'm saying, right. man? He wasn't Face at the time. He was Action. He was DJ right. Action. DJ Action. And I used man. to see this dude, man, at every spot, man, we was at, man. It was like he had like a GPS before GPS was out. He knew where we was going to be at. When you make a long story, I'm saying make a long story short, man. I had got into it. I had got into an argument, man, with our was saying with our manager, the uh, uh, big Les, man, Leslie. Why? Was saying big Les, you're a big dude, man, with a light voice, man. Was saying Les was every bit of what six three, six four. You know what I'm saying? Standing there about three hundred pounds, and be a real light voice, man. Oh man, Jesus. Anyway, we had got. Yo, we ain't got yo saying yo, 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 enough respect to my man Les, man. I love you, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but anyway, man, we ain't got to a little uh, uh, argument, man. You know what I'm saying, a little heated argument or whatever, man. I went outside, man, and uh, uh, action and followed me outside. You know what I'm saying, I was trying to be saying, roll up a little joint or whatever, man. I was outside, he was like, yo, do that in my car. And I was like, yo, fuck it, man, we went in this car. But while, you know saying, while I was up in there rolling up, he, he, you know what I'm saying, he telling me, he was like, yo, I got this song, and I'm, I'm already signed to this label. But I don't think it's gonna do nothing, man. I'm saying I want, I'm saying, I want to get on with rap a lot, man. I'm like, yo, put the song on. I really ain't paying no attention. He put the song on, son, and I hear I started small time dope game code. I'm game like, son. <laughs> I'm like, yo, so I'm like, yo, son, that's you. 
he was like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? He put another song on, another head, put the rest or whatever, man. I took the shit to Jay, man. Jay was like, yo, talk to me after the club or whatever. I had got a ride up there, man. You know what I'm saying? I was at the club, man, and, and the people that I was with, man. It was actually, man, two chicks that I was with, and I let them go. You know what I'm saying? They left. You know what I'm saying, man? So now ain't no more cars, man, in the parking lot, man. All you see, man, is uh, 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 actions. He had a, he had a 98. And Jay had an Astro van, and I see Action and Beto, man, walking towards the Astro van. And I knew that if they just walked up on the Astro van, that that tape, man, was going to wind up on the pile of tapes, man, that we already got, man, at the office, man. You know what I'm saying? Because we used to get, man, demo tapes, yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Up, 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 up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Yes, yeah, so No, I mean, so anyway. not, not to cut you off. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember this conversation now, because me and you talked about this in the Rap-A-Lot group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yo, son, I yeah. gave yo, I gave yo, yo, I gave the tape. I gave yo, son, that was you, huh? All right, yo, yeah. that's what it is. Yo, saying, yeah, man, I remember that, man. So anyway, man, I gave the tape to Jay, man, and Jay still ain't even want to say he even didn't want to hear it, man. It's two, three o'clock in the morning, man. He's trying to dip out. You know what I'm saying? I went ahead, man, and shoved the tape in, man, just turn the volume up. You know what I'm saying? The right. first line, I started small time, dope king. That's all he had to hear. <laughs> that's all he had to hear, man. He was like, yo, Shy, it's your homeboy. I'm like, yeah, it's my homeboy, man. Well, shit, man, go ahead and give him the number, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, give me a call in the morning, man, and uh, shit, we're going to see what we're going to do. Shit, next thing you know, man, you know what I'm saying, man? Shit. You know what I'm saying? He a ghetto boy, man. I told him, man, on the way back to the southwest side, man, I'm in the back of the 98, man. I was like, yo, son, man, you on, man. Nah, Shy, can't stop playing. I'm telling you, son, man, yo, you rap a lot, B. You rap a lot now, man. That's for sure, man. Shit. <laughs> 30 years man. later, man, you know what I'm saying, man? Look what happened, man. I mind you, man. I left, man. You know what I'm saying? I went back to New York, man, after this right here, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Ain't no more. You know what I'm saying? We ain't doing our thing no more, whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? Rob started doing what he was doing. I started doing what I was doing. I went back home. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn, man. You know what I'm, I'm going downtown Brooklyn, man, and all I see, man, the Scarface posters, you know what I'm saying, man, Bushwick Bill, Ghetto Boys, man, I'm just saying, hey, yo, it made me feel real good. Yeah. Real I mean, good. You, yeah. you know so, you, mm-hmm. so, so, Shaquille, you was the unseen hand in, 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 in making history, man. <laughs> hey, yo, indeed, ah, the unseen, the unheard, and mind you, yeah. man, I'm saying, when I heard, yo, when I heard that, you know what I'm saying, that uh, he was not, because he, when he signed, he signed as a solo artist. And then I heard, man, the uh, the first thing I heard was that he is now a ghetto boy. And then I heard, man, that, that it's going to be him and Willie B. I was like, how the fuck is that going to mix? And then and then I heard uh, Bushwick Bill rapping now. I was like, huh? What the fuck they got going on and shit, man? This shit, you know what I'm saying? But, yo, it, it, it ended up working. Yeah. yeah. It ended up, it ended up, I mean, shit, obviously, right? You know what I'm saying? This shit right. ended up motherfucking working. And it worked for the best, man. I mean, them dudes... Them dudes, man, like Rob was saying, man, them dudes was going through it because I remember a couple of conversations, man, because me and Bill saying, me and Act, we got real tight, man, after everything, man. We started hanging out together, man, going out to the clubs together, man. It was a couple of times, man, that he was confiding in me, man, like, yo, Sha, I don't see this shit happening, man. I don't see it, man. I don't see it because he, he wasn't getting no money. I'm like, son, yo, stick around, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, man, this shit is about to hit, man, because they was getting played. You know what I'm saying? At one time, man, you know what I'm saying, man, like, like it was so hard for us. We were saying we representing Houston, and you had Houston people's, man, like, like not feeling us, man. 
You know what I'm saying, right. man? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You, you hear assassins. You hear dance floor. You hear self-preservation. But when this Ghetto Boy album came out, man, you heard the whole album, man. Cars, people, stores, uh, clubs. They was bumping, man, that shit, man, from side one, side two, man. <laughs> I knew right. it was something magical, son. I knew that shit was going to kick off, man. And lo and behold, man, it happened. That's what it is years later, yeah. Man, boy, I tell you, we could we could go all day, but man, we we press the time, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, so he uh, pressed for time, right? <laughs> man, yeah. So, Ra, look, um, you got any projects you working on, or what? What you got going on nowadays? Right now, I'm just freestyling it, man. You know what I mean? It's it's more or less a, a hobby. I'm not pursuing any deals or anything. It's just something I do because it's in my DNA. <laughs> Yeah, if, right. if the opportunity presents itself, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem doing some work with uh, you know, the OGs in the game from from down south. Uh you know, uh, a couple of offers have been on the table, you know, me, Box, K Reno, you know, a lot of the older school cats that, that I used to rock with, you know, they say they want to do something. So, you know, whatever they get it, they line it up, you know, I'm here. So, you know, right. that's what I'm doing. As far as this new wave shit, I'm done with it, bro. Oh yeah, I just wanted to know, uh, did you ever battle K Reno? Oh uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> we never we never battled when when I met K Reno, I met K Reno with Big Mello and a group um a group of brothers, I think DJ Al, um, another dude named Roski, and we met. We was getting ready to do a talent show at Sterling High School, and those guys rapped. You know, now I don't think they were battling. I think they were just like you know, just rapping the show that they could rap. And you know, yeah. I heard them up for the first time. But as far as actually, you know, going at it with K Reno, nah, me and him, me and him, never, never really went at it like that. All right. What about uh, like on uh. Why was on like the death of the arena? You went like at everybody. What what was the what was the cause? It was just like spazzing out on every East Coast rapper, or what was that about? Well, it was East Coast and West Coast. It was it was all yeah. the artists that I had um for the most part anyway. All the artists that I had uh, rubbed shoulders with or what have yeah. and and just felt as if though you know it was time for me to show that you know when I when I. When I start chopping off heads, you know what I'm saying? I got the long hand that reaches out, you know what I'm saying? can get it, you know what I'm saying? So right. it, was, it was my way of just letting it be known that, you know, yo, you guys didn't want to give us an opportunity or, or wanted to call my shit whack on dance floor. Because a lot of people call, you know, dance floor whack. That, the, the Vigilante album, man, I call right, it behind that. So then this is my way of saying, okay, you know, I took every shot that you motherfuckers threw at me. It's time for me to start right. throwing motherfuckers back. So, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Nobody saved, damn it. Nobody. Hey, and look, and look, hey, it's this one song I can't, it's on the, uh, the Invincible album. It's one of my favorite tracks, man, because of the message behind it. I can't think of the name right now, but the, what you, the, but you was talking about like how uh, you wasn't attending school. People was coming at you saying you need to go to school and you're going to drop out. Yeah. And then at the end, the punchline was, yeah, I graduated with A's and B's. I was like, man. <laughs> 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 Hey, that's yeah, funny. 
That's actually a true story because in order to sign with A&M, keep in mind, I was only 16 years old, A&M wanted yep. to know that, that I had graduated. So, um, okay, there was a school called CLC in Houston, and we used to call it Criminals Last Chance. Well, I went to COTC, and they called that Criminals Other Last Chance. If you went to my school, bruh, they already had a spin number for you in, in, in Huntsville and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like we just waiting on your motherfucking ass. But um, what happened Man. was I went in there with a with a, a copy of Coffrey, talked to the principal, and told him, said, look, man, listen, here's what we're doing. We're trying to, you know, get a record deal and everything, and in order for us to get the record deal, you know, gotta gotta got to say that, you know, I graduated. I hadn't been to school in damn near eight months. I hadn't seen a classroom at that place. And the lady forwarded some documents for me so that we could submit to A&M because had she not done that, the the deal with A&M would have fell through right off the trip. So, you know, like, yeah, that's actually like a true story, straight up. Wow. Absolutely. So, <laughs> man, man, I'm telling you, man, but, yo, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I want to I send a shout-out to all of you guys, man, you know what I'm saying, they're trying to keep the, the old-school energy flowing. You know, a lot of people forget about have forgotten about it. And um, yeah. guys like you, man, you keep it alive, man, and, and that's really important. And, man, I just want to say, you know what I'm saying, I appreciate it, bro. No problem, man. We appreciate no you. No problem. Yeah, thank you. Know, man. Hey, yo, man, I got to give a quick shout-out, man, real quick, man. Everybody, all of Vigil News, man, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, man, fuck it, man. Everybody, man, you know what I'm saying, that was involved, man, rap a lot. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Lonnie Mack. Shout out to my man, uh, 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 Ricky, you know, the Flush, man, my man, B2. Uh, oh, my man Box, my man Box, yeah. man Box, man, just had a baby boy, man. Congratulations, yeah. my dude, man. I'll play yeah. through to a law. You know what I'm saying, man? Yo, man, I had a good time, man, with y'all, man. It was, it was a pleasure, man, crossing paths, man, and knowing y'all. Yeah, I mean, Face, my man Bill, everybody. My man, yo, my man Willie D, man, you know what I'm saying? He's doing it, man. You know what I'm saying? He's he still calling dudes out, man. That's one thing that's missing from the game. You know what yeah. I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's calling these dudes out, man. You know Cause right now, man, you know I'm saying everything is everything, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't give a damn. Right now, hip-hop is, I don't care, man, if you come out, man, with an umbrella on your head and you wearing a, a, a blue dress. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They don't care. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the money. The first thing everybody's going to say is, well, yo, he getting paid. Back then, man, we ain't give a damn, man. We ain't sell our souls, man. You know what I'm saying? Back then, man, you know what I'm saying? We'll call you out on some shit, man. You know what I'm saying? The life, Young MC Hammer, that that style right there, man, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying, appreciated, man, you know what I'm saying, for the hip-hop purists. You know what I'm saying? Right yeah. now, it's all about the dollar, man. So it's like, yo, you can do whatever you want to do as long as you can paid. You know what I'm saying, man? And that's the one thing that's missing. And I respect, man, Willie B, man, for calling these dudes out, man. I like that coon joint, man. You know what I'm saying? He calling, he, you know what I'm saying? He calling, you know what I'm saying? He calling the spade a spade, man. You know what I'm saying? Enough respect, man, to that dude right there, man. You know what I mean? That's what's up, yeah. Already, yeah. already. All right, man. So uh, we'll have this uh, up and going and... uh. Hopefully, you know, we could do this again down the line, man. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all's time, yeah. All right. Yo, indeed, man. All right. Yo, all right, peace, y'all. Right, right on, y'all. Thank you. Shouts to at large, man. Yeah. All right. We good? This. Yeah. Boom. Let's wrap it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.